You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bi... Um, Whoa. Uh, sickle Biosphere. Biosphere American History Podcast, where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. A Gareth Reynolds who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Biosphere. Uh, Huh? I'm yeah, no, I get it. Sometimes you come up I'm with something hoping. magic. Every now and then. Yep. Magic. Oh. April 12th, 1924. Yes. yes, that's right, baby girl. Curtis Turner was born in Floyd, Virginia. His parents were <laughs> Mort- Morton and Minnie. I love the name. What? Minnie. So they were mice? I love they were cartoon mice? He had, yeah, he had mice as parents. Um, wow. Did you see that Jose jump? Cat behind yeah, you on a windowsill? <laughs> That's quite a jump. He impresses me sometimes <laughs> with what he can actually do. Uh, Minnie was very strict. Uh, she's church-going. Morton owned a sawmill and was one of the biggest moonshine runners in the county. Now, when you come home, you better bring me lots of moonshine. <laughs> I'll try, darling. As long as I'm not covered in tons of sand. <laughs> Morton! <laughs> Minnie! I think you just invented a sitcom. I, I think you did. Uh, or they did. Morton and Minnie. Like, if you meet someone that you have that level of alliteration in common with, that you do sound like you are animated mice, you don't pursue it. It's like finding out someone's a cousin. You just <laughs> go, okay, we, we, it is what it is. We can't do it. Uh, so uh, Morton made the moonshine. He sold it. He transported it. Morton's moonshine. <laughs> That's right. You know it's me when you see the piece of cheese on the bottle of shine. Check the Ooh. label. Look for the cheese. Mm. Uh, Morton. Uh, Morton said he realized Curtis would someday be a great driver when he was eight. Because whenever there was a car in front of them on the road, Curtis would say, quote, pass him, daddy, pass him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is certainly a good indication that your son will be good at driving. Yeah, that's for sure. That's, that's not, always been a, a sign. Not the kind of guy who shows a handgun while driving when he gets into a road rage <laughs> argument on the freeway right. with someone. He'll be good at driving because he expresses aggression. I have faith in his ability. <laughs> that's like your dad. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good driver. <laughs> when he was nine. And then you hit a guy off of his motorcycle. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's you know one of my... that I saw that I saw you the first time I heard about that you told it on stage and I was like what <laughs> like I knew you for a couple of years and I was like what is is he serious we were driving in the car the other day and Finn was there was a motorcycle in front of us and Finn goes wait didn't you knock a guy off his motorcycle once on the highway and I was like he was punching me <laughs> and he was like so then you hit him I'm like the, yeah I laid him greatest. out <laughs> The greatest, the greatest answer is he was punching me. So your father had gotten himself involved in one of those normal situations. Um, so when Curtis was nine, Morton was arrested for running moonshine. And then from okay. that, uh, Curtis's lesson that he took away was that as far as moonshine running goes, you should never get caught. Yep, that's right. That is, that's pretty much, so he went to the Goodfellas school of lessons. That's right. Yeah, the problem is that you uh, left your fingerprints. Yeah, but uh, some people said that it was a sin. Nah. No, nah, the problem was you got sloppy and caught. Don't get caught. You commit your crimes, you get in and out. The first rule of Shine Club. <clears throat> so, Curtis learns to drive at 10. Okay. 
that's not okay. Uh, so, how is he going to get to school? That's my response to you. Okay, I would volley back with, "We need new parents." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. Well, I'll tell you the solution, Minnie. I thought you were Minnie. I'm Minnie. No, wait, I'm Morton. He should drive himself. We sound the same. We sound the same because we kind of are the same. <laughs> um, so as soon as he learned how to drive, he made his first moonshine run. Now, you're saying at 10 years old, you mean 10, right? Yeah, this is child labor, but yeah. So he is driving a car at 10, which is crazy, and then as soon as he's driving, he is running shine. He's on shine run. He's on shine. It's a, he makes his first shine run, yeah. He's, yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Quote, this was the first time I'd ever driven alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they say that it's basically like parental supervision if you have a bottle with a cork in it and three X's on the front. That is basically, that's basically a dad. So the car was loaded up with 100 gallons of liquor. That's a good amount of liquor for a 10-year-old. I mean... It's a lot. A lot is happening. And um, there was a mail truck in front of him on the road, and he... Get out of the way, you a-hole! <laughs> he forgot which side he was supposed to pass Whoa. on. So he passed on the right and uh, drove into a fence. <laughs> I would say that's a good read on why you're too young to drive. Which side do I pass on? The one with the ditch or the one with road? I think it's the ditch side. Uh, so now Morton didn't really want. So Curtis. he just cra- he crashed he crashed his car, his ten year old car, with a hundred gallons of moonshine. Yeah, I think I think they mm-hmm. you know moonshiners like his dad had a fleet of cars, so he probably just was driving one of the cars. Like, don't worry, son, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, so, but Morton, after, after getting arrested, Morton didn't really want Curtis to run Moonshine, um, but Curtis still did. He C- dropped- Curtis got arrested, or Morton got arrested? No, Mor- when Mor- remember, Morton got arrested previously. Um, okay, oh, so okay. After- oh, okay, I-, I thought you meant, okay, he, got it. He only got a fine, but he didn't think it was the right life for him. Um, right. Curtis- I'm having one of those moments of clarity. <laughs> I'm starting to think my, ten- my, my 10-year-old shouldn't be running Moonshine. Just for, just for legal reasons. Just for legal reasons. It's it's, it's not, nothing more than the illegality. He's just in a park looking in a pond. What's it all about, Morty? <laughs> Curtis drops out of school at 14. Um, he starts sure. working at his dad's sawmill as a water boy. At 16, though, he was a regular moonshine runner making $50 a keg. Okay. So right. that's, okay. that's a lot of money for back then. Like, he's... I mean, we're and talking... he's 16? Yeah, he's at 16. So we're talking so, uh, 1940, so that's a lot of money. Yeah, okay. Um, so doing really well for 16. Uh, by 17, he's making his own moonshine. Sure. Now, he made so much money that by the time he's 18, he owns three sawmills. Um, wow. He's also a really, really smart businessman. His father had started teaching him about trees when he was 14 and all the lumber that and timber stuff. there's a cypress. <laughs> and that's a pine. Ooh, an apple. Look no, at that. No, that, that means it's an apple tree. That's just an apple. Look at it. It's oh, that's just, that's, that's not from the tree. I brought apples. Oh, my God, we're in a store. <laughs> oh, my God. There's not a lot of trees in this shop. Oh, your old man's losing it, son. <laughs> 
Most times I walk into a room, I don't know why I went in there. Oh my god, I'm a mouse. Oh god. Uh, so sawmills would cut cut down the trees, right? And then they would sell sure. it quick. But Curtis had a different idea. He he would have the trees cut down and then he would hold on to the wood until the price rose and it was at its highest and then he'd sell it. So he kind of was like backwards McRibbing wood. He was he was McRub or or uh, a shamrock shaking wood. Uh, no, no, I don't believe the shamrock. Sh- no, 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 sir. You're, please do not enter the dojo if you're not familiar with. I the, guess uh, I'm not. I guess I'm not. No, 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 no. What the shamrock you... shake is seasonal. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that with the McRib, <laughs> they wait for the meat that they use to drop like whatever horrible pork <laughs> sauce it is. They wait for that to drop real low. And then once that once that is at, at its lowest and it bottoms out, then they buy all that, you know, disgusting sludge. And then they start making the uh, McRibs. Oh, so that's the rumor. That's that's the rumor mill. You're talking sawmill. So but I'm just saying that's so oh. it's, he waits for the market to be the most accommodating, as does Mickey D's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, that's barely pig. I'm loving it. Tyria. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, wow. I'm pooping again. Well, that yep. was a terrible uh, story that you told. Little little reverse dollop inside. Um, so other sawmill owners didn't understand how he was, do- how he was doing this because he was paying his workers and not selling the wood. But that's because every night he was making moonshine runs and he could afford to. Right. Right. So he's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the- he's got that that night. He's night. He's night timing as a shiner. That's right. Night he's moonlighting. He's moonshine lighting. Moon- yes. We got uh, so there was this weird unwritten rule back then. If a driver didn't get caught while on the road. He was good. Like, so as soon as he was done and out of his car, they were like, okay, you're free. Ah, he can't do anything. He got out of the car. What are we going to do? We can't do anything. It's, his run is over. There's nothing we can do anymore. Let him, look, he's not in the car. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, can you imagine police having that level <laughs> of, like, respect for, like, that fine of a line? Yeah. It's like, like now oh, they would just, like. Sh- oh, he got a foot on the road. Oh, man. Uh, he's on ghoul. He's on ghoul. <laughs> we can't tag him. He's on ghoul. He made it. He crossed the line. It's so weird. So he was friends with a lot of cops, and he would talk to him a lot. Like, it, yeah, it was just like, yeah, you're on that side. I'm on this side. No big deal. Right. Um, on Cat and Mouse. Uh, when World War II came, he was drafted, and he got stationed at uh, Norfolk uh, Navy Base. So okay. he used that to his advantage. Uh, first, he stole tires from the base, which he took to his friends, <laughs> running moonshine up in the hills. Okay, so that, but so the, to just be clear, this mm-hmm. is someone who any situation he's finding himself in, he does look for the criminality to exploit, or he's just a capitalist trying to make money. Yeah. Yes. Right. Sure. He is, but you know, the laws are the laws. That's right. Uh, so moonshiners needed sugar, and sugar during the war was being rationed. So. Through the guys in the mess hall, he, you know, came up with this little plan, and they would save sugar, and so he would start taking loads of sugar up into the mountains, so the moonshiners could make their moonshine. I got an eight. I got an eight ball of granulated. <laughs> I got an eight ball of granulated right now. This is pure stuff. This shit's. This shit's gonna. This. I mean, t- taste it. It tastes like cane. This no, tastes ahead. like cane sugar. Stick your finger in there. Take a gummer. Holy shit! That Take is so sweet. That is so oh, sweet. Oh my god. 
it really burns my nostrils. Yeah, oh, you weren't supposed to snort fuck. it. Nobody suggested you snort it. Oh, fuck. My mouth is so... It's, what is that? It's yeah. like a sweet taste. It feels like, yeah, it feels like God's like tickling your gums, right? Yeah, it's like when I, it's kind of like when I put syrup in my mouth. It's got that same sort of, when I just chug yeah. a bottle of syrup, it's got that, this is fucking good yeah. shit. What kind of sugar is it's this? like scissor. It's, look, like I said, it's granulated, but I'm not going to, it, it's, it seems like it's, it's pure. It's, it's pure. It seems it's, like it's navy. It's pure. It's not, it's not cut. There's no baking soda cut into this one. Fuck. Tight. So, is that what that's why it's blue. Tight. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he he got he got discharged. He was still doing. It's called baking bad. <laughs> he was still doing his sugar uh, runs, but like a couple weeks after he got discharged, uh, he had to drive. I guess he didn't have his whatever his pass anymore, so it was hard to get in and out. But he he some guard saw him, you know, leaving at night as he drove off with a sugar load, and they shot at him. Three bullets lodged in the gas tank, another in the back of the driver's seat. Um, because he was because they knew he was stealing, or because they thought he was like trespassing. I think it could have been either one. Like he probably right. wasn't supposed to be on the base at that time, right? Um, but they saw his license plate. <laughs> a cop was waiting for him when he got back home, and he got arrested. A judge Damn fu- it! He got out of the car again. He got out. All right, have a good night, son. <laughs> We didn't know you were going to get out of the car so fast. It was, uh, yeah, it you, didn't, was... you really turned your motor off. <laughs> it's, it's puzzling. Anyway, we're going to try tomorrow. Have a good night. Goodbye, officer. <laughs> Goodbye, mister. Goodbye, mister, Mrs. Mouse. Um, the judge fined him $1,000 and gave him a two-year suspended sentence. Now, his father and lawyer were awed by the speech he gave in front of the judge because he told them, he told the judge he stole the sugar to help the people in his county make apple butter, which was the only way they were able to survive during the war. <laughs> wow. So, there, so his dad was like, so my son is a pathological liar. <laughs> this guy's out of his fucking mind. Your Honor, I was merely making apple butter for, my... for the troops, if you must know. <laughs> we, for, the wives, for the wives of soldiers, I was making apple butter. What would the soldiers do without apple butter, judge? Johnny, Johnny, you've been shot nine times. What do you just make sure my wife has a ample amount of apple butter? Why am I gonna get that? Why am I gonna get that oh, apple butter? Well, I, I was just okay. Hold, I didn't realize there was gonna be a logistical follow-up. But I, yeah, I'm just based, uh, well, uh, let me fucking answer, would you? Okay. You need to take some sugar, not uh-huh. too much, but a good okay. amount. Yeah. And mix. Mix it with regular butter. And, uh-huh. and, wait, wait, and, hold on. Uh, salted and, or unsalted uh, butter? Unsalted butter. Okay. Jesus Christ. I'm, wait, I'm writing this I'm down. I'm, I'm writing this down. So can, I use, just, can I no, use just a little remember bit? It. Just, can I just use a little bit it. of your blood? It's like an ink. It seems really morbid to ask okay. me that right okay. now. Okay, I'm dipping but it in. I, I get, I'm dipping it in. Uh, Jesus Christ, just use some on the side. Don't okay, okay, I'm dipping. I, the fresh, I, the fresh I, blood's better for writing. Okay, I'm go so ahead. cold. I I don't want to talk about how okay, much blood thing. So I got sugar. I got unsalted. No, not butter. start over. Just remember, you fucking okay. asshole. Uh, what uh, else we got? Granny, granny, lighted sugar and an apple. Granny, sugar, apple, and, yeah. and unsalted oh, uh, butter. A particular and kind I, of apple. Shut your mouth. Just I whatever got, you. I am a huge fan of the honey, of the honey crisp like that. That. I don't oh. Have, I don't have, oh. 
I'm dying, you stupid asshole. I'm dying. You know, Uh, shut your mouth. I'm not going to talk about which uh, apples. If you use a green, if you use a green, (laughs) is that butter going to be have a little a little ting a little little ting to it? A little shush. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Oh, I don't know how that's going to happen right now. uh, Don't use a don't use a green. Okay. Uh, uh, Apple. Fuji. I'm trying to die. No, Fuji, fine. Yeah. So what do I? What do I do then? Do I bake bake it? Do I mix it up? For fuck's sake! I said. Do I mix uh, it? Of course you make. Just ask some. Just make her apple butter. I'm dead. I'm dead now for sure. Okay. Can you use pears? Shut up! I'm dead. That's fair. That's fair. Well, this is gonna be good. Okay. Fuck, I forgot to ask where his wife lives. Ah, shit. Son of a bitch. Well, he, was, he had a good run. Um, I'm in heaven watching so mad. <laughs> the, uh, now, cops did not have sirens in their cars, not the local cops, but federal, mm, so federal agents had sirens and red lights hidden behind co- the car. What did cops car. do? How did, how did cops pull they would just, just They would just, you know, they would, lights? They, they would probably just... They had like cop painted on the side, and they would just chase you. But they wouldn't. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. It just sounds so crazy. Um, yeah. So, so the, the federal agents have the siren and the red lights hidden behind their grill. So Curtis one day is like, "Oh, I'll put two red lights behind my grill and a siren in my car." So okay. So uh, Dave, <laughs> not okay, right? <laughs> so. A little while after that, he's making a run. And he goes through a small town in North Carolina, and he sees the feds in their car, and they're like waiting for moonshiners. And he hits his si- lights and siren, and they boom, just and boom. they just wave him through. They're like, "All right, go ahead, buddy, go ahead." He's one of us. It's not like someone would just do that. Go ahead, as you were. Keep going. Nice uh, to see you, officer. So he keeps he keeps using the lights and sirens for a while. It totally works. He's a very good driver. During one run, he came to a roadblock. And he, at full speed, spun the car 180 degrees, turned around, hit the sirens and lights, and then the cops who have been who have been chasing him, who are a little ways back, just let him go past because they thought he was a Fed going the other way. It, it again is an example of firsts. It's just <laughs> he was the first. He just was like, you know what? I'll pretend I'm a cop, and they were like, well, nobody would do that. Um. He met uh, a young uh, girl named Anne. Uh, she was 15, I think. Anyway, they elope. How old is he? I think he's, I think he's 18 now or 19. Okay. I don't know. I, I got a little mixed up with the okay. uh, age around here. So a couple weeks later, he entered his first car race, but it doesn't go well. The other okay. uh, cars were all race cars. He's got a moonshine car. It's not the same thing. Uh, sure. So he and his friends retool the moonshine car to be a race car. And then he races the next week, and he wins. And he starts okay. entering race after race. He's doing very well. Now, there's no organization. Tracks are, each track just does their own thing. It's like a Wild sure. West of racing kind of thing. Sure. And he's really into racing. And Curtis and Ann moved to Roanoke, Virginia in 1947. Uh, there's a few racetracks around. City officials don't like the racetracks, but they can't do anything about them. Because races aren't where decent people go. They're where the the poors go. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, racing has been going on for Europe for a long time, but it was for rich people. Right. And this country's always had a race issue. 
Well done. That might be your best ever. No. No, that was pretty fucking... I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. In, uh, in Roanoke... <laughs> Uh, in Roanoke, cops ripped down flyers announcing races to try to you know keep people away. But more and more fans I, are showing up. Racing's getting more and more popular. I, I just I'm pining for the time when the police the police had like the same level of power as you did. <laughs> like, <laughs> basically, like it was like a game we were playing. <laughs> but more and more people come. Racing is like an escape for poor people. They absolutely love it, and um, right. people really liked Curtis. Um, as, as a guy hanging around other racers, he had a lot of stories. He really liked to party and, sure. uh, Morton was so into Curtis racing because that got him away from moonshining. Right. That he said, you can just use my bank account. You can have all my money, boy. <laughs> and so Curtis bought three brand new cars and then Morton was like, okay, so you can't. Hey, just- um, <laughs> so listen, I, uh, I've always lived within my means. Um, um, but Curtis's aunt had married into the Coca-Cola family and he got more money from her. But he also, remember, he has a ton of money himself. Man, but marrying into the Coca-Cola family is oh. quite a move. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Now, racetracks uh, at the time, pretty crazy. Drivers would bring guns to the track just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was a st- each guy in each mm-hmm. car had a big mm-hmm. stick uh, because sometimes they had to beat off yep. angry crowds. Yeah, your driving pole. Yeah, yeah, of course. We all remember. Yeah, you needed to have a harpoon for people around you. So That's right. Yeah, yeah, in case, just in case. And by the way, we will get back there. Although, Dave, yeah. I mean, that would have come in handy for you, but instead you chose to just hit the fellers. Oh, you can uh, do, there's uh, options. You there's just, options. You can, you, can give, you can give the tap. That's just right. Just sort of be like, hey, hey, by the way, mine has four. <laughs> One driver quote, you drive 30 minutes and fight 30 minutes. Wow. God, okay. You'd have to fight another driver if you knocked him into the fence. Um, okay. And, you know, stuff like that. And then people had their favorites, and they would get mad at a driver for winning. But Curtis, not a fighter. He was, wasn't really a fighting type guy. He'd always try to soothe people over by being nice and then or inviting right. people to party afterwards and stuff like that. Um, although a friend said, quote, the Bowman Gray race crowd was so rabid that sometimes Curtis had to beat his way out of the race car with a tire iron. <laughs> wow, a tire iron is like, I mean. <laughs> that's serious <laughs> business. Yeah, that's uh, like I'm looking to crack skulls <laughs> on my way out of here. Wow. How did, you, how did your cousin die? Uh, he was trying to beat up a race car driver, and then he was bludgeoned with a... T- he went to a race. He went to a race. Oh, oh yeah. Just say he went to yeah, a race. Yeah, he went race. to a race. He That's went to all. a race. He went yeah. to a race. He went to a race. Um, but Curtis is a very good racer. In the summer of 47, he won five straight races. Car owners started looking for drivers, and businesses started looking for drivers, and they started coming to Curtis. So he kind of stopped you know, putting together his own cars, and, and then around this time, he started driving other people's cars, right? Okay. So he's um, made it. Well, yeah, I guess so. So in the fall of 47, he's selling tickets like people. He's a draw. He's a and right. Now, he perfected the dirt car power slide. So sure. I guess if you've seen like the Fast and Furious or something, like there was a whole Fast and Furious about sliding. But it's like that thing 
that thing you go into a turn and, and you just turn the car sideways, and then when you can right. go on the straightaway, you just fucking hit it. So he was. Isn't that the drift? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could call it a drift. I, I don't know. People, racing people, are gonna be like, oh, 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 excuse me, that's not. Yeah, I'm just describing yeah. a, a a guy who just read about it. So just calm down. So, ba- but basically, <laughs> you've been you've been hurt, Dave. I've been hurt. You're, um, you're now. I just don't. So, but you've invent you invent you're inventing you're inventing <laughs> your naysayers now. They live they live with you. They live behind you. So, um, but but people would be like, "How did he not crash into the wall?" Like no one could believe what he was doing. Right. Okay. Um, and no one did it like him. So <clears throat> people can believe what they're seeing. He that just increases his you know celebrity and notoriety. Uh, right. They start putting him on posters to sell. To, to sell races and stuff, you know, he's a big draw. So right. now there's a guy named Bill France and he was a driver and he saw all this and he was like, someone should organize stock car racing and get it all right. under one rules and all that. So every track is doing what they wanted. Some promoters would just take off with the purse money, just, you know, get yeah, over there. And, sure. Oh, why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Again, I mean, <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like the cops would do much. They'd be like, oh, he put it in his pocket. We're legally not allowed to search his pockets. What are you going to so, do? He made a great, uh, it was a great move. He's a very smart criminal. Put the money in his pocket. Be- you're legally allowed to arrest us now. So go ahead. It's fair is fair. Fair is fair. I'm a cop. I'm in my car. You're on the ground. You're walking around. You can arrest me. You made uh, we did because it's Tuesday. You can arrest me. Rules are rules, and we respect the rules. Norms. So, <clears throat> one driver quote: "You might win a race, and all you'd get is a bottle of wine and a damn ham meat." <laughs> Ugh. Fuck me. A damn ham. I'll meat. tell you. Yeah, like the bottle of wine to me, I go okay, yeah. but then like a damn ham. Like I can only imagine. That's probably just like you know snout cut. I'm, you want the, some slabs of <laughs> snout? Although I might, if they, if they, if someone was selling in a store, damn ham meat, I might buy it. You would, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Bill France lived in Daytona Beach. It's the opposite of kosher. This meat has been damned, <laughs> specifically cursed and damned. So France lived in Daytona Beach. Oh, I actually read it. The I, the Daytona races in Florida. Before there was a track, they would do it on sand. But sometimes if they missed a corner, they would go into the water. <laughs> sure. It's the right. <laughs> Which, sure. Fine. Oh, and he uh, tries to. And unfortunately, he's been caught in the undertow. And uh, he is about 30 meters outside now. The car's going under. That'll be the last we see of him. Uh, we've had oh, about six oh, drivers. Wait. We got a shark. We got a shark coming oh, in. There's oh, there's shark. Two, oh. two, two, two sharks are. Fighting over the body right now. You can see they are uh, tearing it in half like a, a ribbon at a ribbon-cutting ceremony. He is just sliced. And I'll tell you, John, I didn't actually know how much blood was inside of a human body. This oh, is yeah. something to marvel at. I mean, it oh, yeah. almost looks like the sea is so red. Moses should be parting it to lead the Jews. Anyway, we're still watching here as this man's brain is just devoured by a, what looks like to be like a family of sharks now. And we got another car in the ocean. That's another <laughs> car now in the ocean. That is not going to be sharks are having a field day. I'm wondering at some point if they're going to tap out because they are just stuffed and full. I mean, good Lord. They are like feta cheese inside of olives right now. They are just swimming. <laughs> oh, man. You know, looking at that... Uh 
that body out there, I just really could go for some ham meat right now. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up because uh, this week we are sponsored by Damned Ham Meat. Hello. Damned Ham Meat is a beautiful combination of anus and snout meat <laughs> put into one melt. And then it's made to form uh, with some fake ribs sold at McDonald's. They're selling Damned Ham Meat. It's under the McRib menu. Damned Ham Meat. It's mostly anus, but it's partially snout. Ham Meat. I, uh, I think part of me died when you brought up an- anus meat. You know, uh, not a lot of people, uh, you're still talking to me here, Dave, and uh, not a lot of people know that uh, anus meat is actually a good uh, a fake calamari. A lot of times if I have people over to the place, I just take out the inner ring and then just make it look like that little circle. Deep fry it. People are none the, one, none the wiser. Believe it or not, people really load that thing up with marinara. And we got another car in the ocean. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Bill France, he, he starts promoting and then he s- surveys the land. He, he convinces all the, what, I don't, heavy hitters, all the, you know, owners, promoters, blah, blah, blah. He convinces them that racing needs a governing body and right. essentially NASCAR is born. Oh, wow. Okay. And they held, they held 51 races in their first year. It grows and grows. It's almost one a week, Dave. Yeah. And oh I my God. That. Look I at did, you. I I did that with no paper. I always forget that they call you the math king. Human calculator. That's uh, what the denim jacket's bedazzled with. So Curtis and, and Bill France are friends, and he would stay at Curtis's house when he's in town. Curtis becomes a main attraction for NASCAR. In 1949, with Curtis as the big draw, 22,000 people came to the first only stock car race, and no one expected that many people. It was just like, right. holy shit. Now, the winning car had illegal rear springs and was disqualified. So that's like an example of like now they're now they're enforcing rules. Right. And the the winner yeah. had he had a moonshine <laughs> set up kind of and he won. And then they're like, no, you can't do that. He ended up suing for ten thousand. Um, so Dave, springs spring. I can't help but picture like Inspector Gadget. So talk yeah, me yeah. back down to earth. What what does that mean? The springs? I, just you know, like, I have no idea. I just it just it just said he had rear I think when you read okay. when you read a book about about car racing, they think that you know when when they say there's illegal <laughs> like, rear springs, like, and I like, oh yeah, of course, I know what that means. I like, have this no guy's idea. interested in cars. It's like, no, I'm not actually. I have a podcast, <laughs> so uh, please. All right, well then, why don't we just for the shits and gigs, we'll just picture the car being able to bounce over other cars. No, with that's its correct. Rear springs. That's what I would okay. think. Yeah. Boing. And he is ju- he's kangarooing over three different vehicles <laughs> at a time. Talk about leapfrogging. I think that's illegal. It should be illegal, but you know what's not illegal is damned ham meat. Damned ham meat is one of the most delicious combinations between snout and anus. They've invented a term called snanus. That's right. It can pass as calamari, or it can be a McRib, or it can just be some fine slices and a weird salad. Damned ham meat. Get involved. <laughs> so the owner sues for 10000 and Bill France goes to court and defends himself by arguing that there needed to be enforceable rules and you couldn't just use illegal cars. And he wins yes. the case. He wins the case. But this means Bill France could now make the rules for NASCAR. Like it's sort of yeah. official. Right. So Anne, uh, Anne starts staying home from races with the with, they have a new baby and she's staying home. And Curtis is out there on becoming a celebrity, he's incredibly popular with the, the female fans. And he's uh-huh. and, and he's taking advantage of that situation. Sure. Okay. So a good so a good 
a good decision to lock down. Yeah. You have a child for sure. Uh, he's not always popular with other racers. Curtis was a very aggressive driver. He would bump the other drivers. In one race, he and another car smashed through a fence. And after the race, the other driver hit Curtis on the head with a tire iron, but they wore football helmets, so it was okay. <laughs> I mean, there's just, it's a very fun visual to be. <laughs> <laughs> just, it doesn't sound like there's a governing body right now, to be honest with you. It sounds like it's still a bit rogue. His biggest. <laughs> His biggest rival was Bobby Myers. And okay. Curtis is like super popular, like the most popular racer. Myers is way less. Um, and they always, tried to, they always tried to knock each other off the track. And Myers had a brother who raced. So sometimes Curtis would be going against two cars at once trying to knock him off the track. Right. One driver described the Myers, what they did once before a race. Quote, the Myers brothers got up on the hood of their cars and pulled out knives and saying, we'll whip everybody's ass in this place. Well, first of all, the song is... <laughs> it's not... It's lyrically, it's, a, it's an undersell. Uh, but it just... <laughs> I mean, at what point are there rules being made? Are they coming? Are the rules coming? Because that think... should be one. By the way, no threatening with knives. <laughs> no pre-race knife things just in general i'm not sure if this was at official nascar races it might have been but it could have also been on the other racetracks but anyway this is the shit that's going on um okay another time after myers won curtis just t-boned him with his car when he was (laughs) (laughs) but everyone said it was super hard to stay mad at curtis because he always threw parties and made sure everyone had a good time he would like throw a party and be like hey we went out there racing but now we're off the track like almost what like what happened with the cops right he would be like hey now we're now we're back off let's just have a good time and and almost everybody was like great let's okay i get it 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 just again speaks to this country's love of alcohol like (laughs) it, it really it just is remarkable how much will go away with some booze yeah everything i mean it's just like it just assuages so much it you does know? and but then it, but then later on the night it comes back and then you're mad and you kill each other you know when i first visited la i w- went to the saddle ranch bar and because uh, i'm cool and that's yep. where they have a bull like a fake bull you can ride and i was with uh my buddies evan and jimmy and i got on there and i didn't really know how to ride it so i was basically putting all the weight on my hand Long story short, I fell off the bull immediately, <laughs> broke a bone in my hand, oh my and my God. hand ballooned up. And you sign a thing before you go on there that's like, hey, I won't sue you. But I don't, and so I'd sign that. But still, the owner had come over, and he was just looking at the size of my like, Michelin hand. And he was just like, how about a round of lemon drops? And I was like, that'd be pretty cool. And like, literally, it was, a, like, I mean, the equivalent of like $4 worth of actual alcohol. Oh and I was like, God. yeah, he's a cool guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, and my hand was broken. So, wow. you know, it's just wow. like, it's just, it means it's a big gesture to us. We really take it quite oh seriously. Oh, my God. You're what an, an honor to have a lemon drop, sir. I'll have to take it with my right hand, for my left is broken. That's amazing. Um, but the Myers would not be the kind of racers that would... Um, come to the party and have a good time and let bygones be bygones. They were always mad sure. and they always wanted to take uh, Curtis out. Okay. Uh, like I said, he didn't own his, he didn't own his own cars now. So he was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just smash it and move on. Like he was fine. Sure. With yeah. Destroying someone's. He's car. like Hendrix at the end of a set. <laughs> That's right. 
um, in the fifties, he jumped big into the timber business. He well, had that's because ama- of those back springs. Now he had an amazing ability to look at land and estimate how much lumber he could get out of it. Mm. And so he's like Rain Man with toothpicks, but with trees. <laughs> that's yes, yes. And he he learned how to fly, and so he bought a plane. And while most most timber guys would hire a surveyor who would go who literally on the ground survey it all and go tree by almost tree by tree and figure it out. Curtis would just fly over the land, estimate how much wood he could get, and he'd always be right. Like he was probably really good at that. Guess how many jelly beans are in a jar? Oh thing. my god, he'd nail it every time. No gimme, no did, gimme. Did you want to know reds or or <laughs> green? How? Because I, I can break it down by color. When was the last time that you entered one of those? Uh, oh my god, I can't remember when I was a kid. Um, I would say in the last year I've entered one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, uh, the press started calling him the Flying Lumberman. What a dumb name. No, like, good. you could come up with so many good names for this guy. He's crazy. Yeah. Think of all the things we've heard of him. He can fly a plane and estimate wood costs. <laughs> like, those are not the most... In- I mean, it's good. It's a good skill for business, you know what I mean? But it's like, this dude's T-boning people. You know, he's a bootlegger. <laughs> he's cheating on his wife. He would sometimes play pranks if he had another business businessman in the plane with him. He'd shut off his engine and say, quote, hmm, that's funny. Something must have happened. Uh, and he'd let the guy freak uh, out for a while uh, before he started oh the God, plane what up an again. Asshole. <laughs> what an asshole. That would, like, honestly, that's not cool with me. That is where, you, I mean, that's like, oh, I would lose my mind. Yeah, he did all kinds of shit in the plane. Um, it, I, I took it out, but at one point they... They, I think they wanted to get booze. There was like a, a group of people in the plane, and they wanted to get booze, and so they literally landed in the guy's town, um, like on the That's street, amazing, and in front of the church. That's... And the the FAA took away his license for like a year. <laughs> in our defense, we needed beer. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. What an amazing way to tr- like treating cities like they're your gas station <laughs> on the Sky Freeway. <laughs> Let's just pull off here. There's a Wendy's. So he, he, his success, right? He's very successful in the timber business. Very successful. Yeah. And he's also a successful racer. So he starts meeting politicians. He's making connections. He's meeting big businessmen. He, he's, uh-huh. he's a legit dude. And between the timber sure. business and racing, hardly ever home. And again, women are all over him, right? <laughs> so he's definitely... So Anne, So Anne's like, this is cool. This yeah. is really cool. And she knows this. And in 1953, she moves out, but then she comes back. I mean, basically, over the years, she kept moving in and out and in and out and in and out. It was, this became a constant thing. They'd fight. He'd be sleeping with women. She'd find out. It was just... Dave, you can just explain it to me easier by saying, Gareth, it's your parents' marriage. <laughs> so just do that. Um, so in 1956, he just blew away the record for most wins. He won 22 out of 47 races. Wow. NASCAR had its first vote for most popular driver and no one else came even close and he would win that over and over. And in 1957, people started calling Curtis the Babe Ruth of stock car racing. Wow. Now, Bill France... Because he could eat so many hot dogs. That's Yes. 
How did you know that? I, Dave, again, I'm very... I, the reason why I have the role I do on this show is because of the perceptive nature of... My, it's my ability to process factual information in real time. That's, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, At least that's what the comments tell me. <laughs> Bill France uh, built the, the Daytona Speedway. And it opened in 1959. Now, if you're from another country, even people from other countries, might, like that's like one of the palaces of racing, right? Yeah. It's like I would. Say, I'm not. Yeah. Racetrack. There's not many bigger. Yeah. Um, that same year, Curtis decided he was going to build a speedway in Charlotte. Okay. But another promoter, Burton Sm- Bru- Bruton Bruton Smith, was also planning to build a speedway. Bruton Smith. Yes, that's right. <laughs> in Charlotte. And on April 22nd, they both held press conferences to announce their new speedways in Charlotte. And the the press asked, naturally, they're like, are you guys going to work together? And they both said no. Curtis said, quote, and and regardless of what he does, we plan to go ahead with our own plans. If he builds two, it looks as if Charlotte will have two racetracks. But then he followed that up a couple of minutes later with, quote, look, there's not room for two tracks here. (laughs) Wow. So he's really not prepared to be, like, answering questions. He's like, look, it is what it is. We can live around each other. Well, I mean, look, honestly, there's not enough room. So this needs to end. Oh, my God. It's just so crazy. Um, So... So obviously this is an issue, right? A local reporter starts to think Smith didn't actually have much of the deal he was talking about for his racetrack actually put together and was just trying okay. to get Tur- Curtis to merge with him. Okay. Right? So oh, the, the wow. reporter's quite, like, this quite seems, a business move. This seems like a plan so, to get in with Curtis. Where's your concrete? <laughs> um, it's coming. It's, uh, it's on its way, uh, yeah. and it's not too far away. And, um, and then we're going to lay it. And then, lay it. then we'll put lot. Yeah, f- f- roll it. Okay. Pour it. Okay. R- pour it. We'll pour it. Uh huh. And then, uh, yeah. And then um, a bunch of seats, and that's all coming. Seats. First of all, I just want to you bleach your seats. First of all, I just want to talk to Curtis and make sure he knows that he better stay away from my construction, which is happening. It's not the way you. Why would you say it's happening? It is going to occur, of course. Yeah. There should be no naysaying about whether or not I'll be pouring concrete for a racetrack. Okay. That's just a weird, <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say. That's all. It's happening, and I'll take anyone to court who says different. Just that simple. So this is a... Uh, what are you going to name it? The Big Oval. That's it? Because it's going to be... No. No, that's not it. The Big Oval, USA Greatest Track. <laughs> that's the name of it. And um, took us a while to come up with that one, too. Have you considered... But, uh, eventually we... Have you considered naming it It's Happening? Well, it's that's uh, it's going to be on the sign for sure. Yep. <laughs> Once we get all the concrete in here, which is coming, talked to the driver the other day. Real close, he says. Even though that was days ago, he meant in terms of the distance he had been covering, which was great. Yeah. And he's closer than when he started. Yeah. So 
Uh, I'm not going to put up with any more bullshit. Okay. So uh, that's just how it is. Um, and um, it's, yeah, it's pretty much done. I just got a message. So it's close. You got a message. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the great, the, the great oval, that's just what we're calling it for short. I won't say the rest of the name. Why not? That's already now, I'm gonna written. The, whole the signage name. is... I didn't the, get it the first the time. The signage is done. I, I, I didn't get Well, the first I'd time. rather not. I worry well, you got it the first I time and you just want to corroborate, which again, I'm not going to... Just for the press. I don't do gotcha journalism <laughs> like this, so I'm not going to fall for your gotcha journalism. Okay, so just the full the name, The great please. oval, the great oval USA greatest track. That's not what it was before. It's different because there's two signs, dummy. <laughs> you're not, you're, you guys don't listen proper. Look, it is happening. It has happened. It's done. So, uh, Curtis's plan was to fly around the country just meeting people and getting loans to fund his, um, his track. He formed a corporation with other local businessmen. Curtis was the president. The corp, okay. the idea they were going to build a 1.5 million oval called the Charlotte Motor Speedway. They got the green okay. light to issue one uh, million shares at a dollar each. Okay, which totals a million dollars. Uh, Again, yes. I don't want to flex the muscle. I don't want to flex the muscle too much, but it is there always for me to take advantage of. He planned to finish construction in five months. Okay. Seemed, it took five seems... years to build Daytona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it, an ambitious build. <laughs> that is, is that what you're saying? Just that is uh, particularly like you think about construction now, and obviously their construction is super corrupt. But to build something of that size, it would take a long yeah. time. Now, now it's yes. it's the it's the forties, right? Yeah, it's the fifties. So. Like, it's going to take longer just because machines aren't as good and all that. Because it's that time. I mean, five months is insane. It's insane. (laughs) It's a great great pitch. (laughs) And Smith keeps pressuring him and pressuring and pressuring him. A lot of of the people in Curtis's camp are like, stay away from it. It's not good. But he comes around and Smith talks him into partnering up. Good, because I was moments away from the perfectly finished track, but now I will tear it all down, and you will not need to see it. And it was happening, and it was done. But um, now we'll just do it together, a separate one. We don't need to use any of the pieces from my other one, too, can I, can which I was go, done. Can I look at how far along no, you got the construction, no, the construction no, that no. you were doing? No, I, I already tore it down. After starting the conversation with you, I knew it was over. Can we, so now it's done. Can we use the signs you made? Because I know you made signs. No. What was the name no, of your track burned. again? It was called, and again, there are two signs, so there is a bit of wiggle room as far as the name, but it was the Great Oval USA Best Track. <laughs> best. Is the name of it. I didn't remember yep. best being in there before. Well, that hey, when 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 was the last time you got facts on this? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so it's just different. The stuff like that changes. We believe in fluidity as sure. far as the name goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're not constrained by this uh, must, you know, <laughs> system of musts. It's just not how we work. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, signs evolve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, they yeah. work. So yeah. bingo, bango. Um, so 
uh, he th- he thinks the reason he really brings Smith in is because Smith said he he's got all this fundraising going on and he's going to bring him. But Smith had no fundraising going on. Okay, great. Um, so, but anyway, Smith is now in. And as far as the stocks, X driver and now promoter Humpy Wheeler said Curtis and Smith mm-hmm. were quote literally selling them out of the trunks of uh, their cars for a dollar each. Dude, cars give me such boners. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, that's really weird. Um, you ever I'm just see a car and you just want to no, get on top of it? No, I'm that's what you wanted, I'm super Put, uncomfortable right slip now. Slip yourself um, into the spokes. I no, I don't want to. What's happening right now? Why are we doing this? Look at the tires, though. I don't want to look, look at, at the oh. tires. I just want to drive the... Humpy Wheeler, professional car fucker. I didn't catch your name. <laughs> it's Dave. I, uh, Dave. What do you do to cars? Dave. Finger them? Oh, Dave. Um, yeah. God damn it. You cut out. Oh, you're back. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah, this back. was great because I was hoping I could just put this up without editing it. So this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Jesus Perfect Christ. Perfect for you. Um, Wait, let me finish my Humpy Wheeler yeah. character. What do you do to cars? You uh, I just drive. Kiss them? I get it. Oh, I get in a car and I get, drive. Yo, you, get, you like to be inside. <laughs> me too, my man. Humpy Wheeler, professional car fucker. I didn't catch your... Uh, you said sorry. Dave? You said Dave was your name? Yeah, it's Dave. But uh, how, how are you a pro? It, how is there a... Look, I know what you're saying, and it's true. I am married. But when I play the field, it, all bets are off. <laughs> My wife's a Toyota. She gets it. You okay. know how they are. So uh, I like to mess around when I'm on the road or see uh, some other cars. Yeah, you not... got your eye on anyone? Any car I should steer clear of? Uh... No, all, all of them. I think you should steer clear Hump, all cars. Hump, Humpy, Humpy Wheeler's got something he's got to release. Stop looking at me. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, need, I, just oh. need, I just need to not be oh. around you at all. So you know, horned right? up today. Just hearing the engines rev. Okay. It's like the call of a siren. Okay, I got to go. Let, I, let, uh... me, let, me, let me know if you got three friends and you guys want a tire bang. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Good to meet you. Humpy Wheeler is the name. Oh, I heard it. Getting my wee-wee into cars. The game. Okay, bye. See you around the track. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. We're going the same way. (laughs) That's awesome. So (laughs) let's get to know each other. I'm going the other way. So you want to know how Humpy really got his nickname? How? His father smoked camel cigarettes when he was at the University of Illinois, and his friends started calling him Humpy because of the camel's hump. And then when he had a son, his dad's friends started calling him Humpy Jr., and the name stuck. God damn. Why are you leaning into it if that's in your family? (laughs) To have your dad, like, double down, you'd be like, no, no. Dad, it's Humpy Jr. It's a little Humpy. It's really crazy. Um yeah, so that's cool. So uh, Smith, for his part, it, he did not have uh, fundraisers. He he started. He made commercials and he sent mailers around. Mm-hmm. To- We've run into this sort of character before. It's like the the person who's just like they're doing like it's like the secret, but it's not the secret because it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's so he uh, he's trying to push how much money the track will make and get people to buy stocks. Mm-hmm. And the ads aired in other states, and he sent mailers across the border, which was a violation of the Securities and Exchange Commission regulations. So he, they're running into okay. trouble. Um, 
Now, a guy named Owen Flo uh, was Owen the main Flo. construction guy. And okay. he started working with his bulldozers and clearing the land. And um, Curtis would fly all over the country to find investors. And then that left Owen back at the track to make all the day-to-day decisions. So Owen's Good. less a part of And he's like, no, Smith's got it. He's really smart. He was really taken by he really believed in Smith. Like uh, everyone around him was like, dude, I, get the I, fuck I, away from this guy. Um <laughs> Okay. And then Owen Flo one day comes in and says, We found rock below the dirt, and it's a big layer of rock, and it's gonna have mm. to be dynamited. So this took the cost mm. of the racetrack up from eighteen cents a yard to a dollar a yard. Uh, Dave, uh, again, I don't want to flex the muscle, but that's what we'd call a real big increase. <laughs> a more than a double increase. So, and, and plus you're definitely adding to time now if you're talking about like, hey, we got to oh. go through the Earth's, uh, we're having trouble with the Earth's crust. <laughs> yeah, So we're, yeah, we're yeah. going to need to figure that out. Yeah, though it's a crazy, it is a crazy change. Um, mechanic <laughs> Smoky Eunuch, Quote, if they... smoke, I'm sorry, Smokey Eunuch? <laughs> ah, I'm a bit of a penisless, gentleless chain smoker. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say that I remind him of his dad, but it's different reasons. <laughs> they took my stuff. Uh, eunuch? Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, so, <laughs> Smokey Eunuch, quote, if they'd have searched North Carolina for the worst possible place to build a racetrack, that's where they built it. Well, that's good. It's, that's good. I mean, that's good to hear. It's now going to cost $500 million more than they expected. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, that's tough. That's, um, <laughs> that's an increase. That's a lot of money, honestly. <laughs> so they obviously have money issues, and now they can't pay. They're, ha- they're falling behind on paying the construction contractors. Uh-huh. Okay. Creditors start threatening to sue. So... Curtis is now flying all over the country to raise money to just stay ahead of the debt that's piling up. Okay, so it's which no, is good. That's now a, that's now what we. It's a good position to be in. Yeah, it's what you want when you're trying to build yes. a giant. Now track. it's now yes, and now that sweet smell of desperation, which always helps yes. when you're trying to coerce people into giving you funds. So he's, showing up like Ray Liotta at the end of Goodfellas, like, I <laughs> hey, just said, uh, you know, 200 bucks. That's all, please. And <laughs> hey, no more bullshit. We'll take your hands. Just give me the money. <laughs> so um, he's making promises to people. He's putting up collateral, his own collateral, uh, his own properties, his own businesses. You know, my wife, Anne, uh, would be a great thing to throw in the pot. So, uh, oh, uh, go ahead and uh, why don't you tell me about well, that? Well, we give me $500,000 and you can have Anne and my son. Mm. It's a whole, really, I'm not one of these. Uh, how I don't how see old's it like the that. boy? The boy's three. Does he play any sports? Is he. Uh... Yes, he's really good at all sports. Oh. Yep. He's a natural at all sports. I, would, I, do, I would like a sporting so, boy to watch. I do enjoy watching. He's a very sporting sports. child. He's just unbelievable. He, uh, he's just taken to everything. And he, everything you like, he does. does. Do you have a dog? Any dogs? Yep. Yeah. How many? What's the good number for three. you? I have three dogs. Okay. Let's do this. Great. Perfect. Let's do it. Great. Hey, Jeff, uh, I just, uh, I just uh, bought a family. If you could uh, just go ahead and set that up. And we'll write a check. Absolutely. Won't be a problem. Thank you. Yep. Go. And how many dogs? Great. <laughs> Let's just carry the five. So 
it's just so crazy. So he's he's now writing paychecks on a Friday, and then spending the whole weekend flying uh, around the country to get money to cover uh, the checks to then deposit Lord. it in the bank on Monday morning to cover the paychecks. I've had I've worked jobs like that though, where the boss has been like, yeah. and uh, wait till next Thursday. Yeah. You're oh like, yeah. Okay, that's uh, not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> so. All this desperation and madness is going leads Curtis to come up with new ways to make money. Okay. He made a deal to buy three dollars, sorry, three million dollars worth of land, but he did it in a way no one has ever done. Two million would be raised through notes bought by the public, and then that would be converted to stock. Now, neither one of us know what that means, but basically it's a tricky do. Uh, I do. A little slippery do. Sounds like a GoFundMe. Yeah, but he's the first one who who ever did that. I guess it's done now, Um, but he's just getting started. One morning, he had breakfast with a friend and said, quote, a few nights ago, I was sitting on a rail fence in the mountains of Virginia, just thinking and looking at the moon. And I took to wondering if there were any timber up there, and if so, how I could get it down. Hmm. So he's like Paul Bunyan now. Space wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we get the moon lumber? So, basically what he was talking You know, some about. people think it's made of cheese. I think it's pine. Let's get up there. Yeah. So, basically, he was talking about how to make money in space. And he had been reading about... <laughs> he had been oh, reading no. about the space Just, race. It's, I mean, it's a red flag now, but like then it's like, buddy, we're not ready to have your space colony talk. Like, you know, I'm just thinking. Well, he'd been reading about the space race and thought private companies could get to the moon first. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not it wrong. turns out companies were looking into launching communication satellites and they needed a way to get them up there. And Curtis decides, well, he'll be the guy to make the missiles. <laughs> Just, is now the time, I guess, is my question. Is now the time to be getting involved in uh, private missile op- launches? Just such, he just needs to make money, and he knows he can make a lot of money. And it's just, but it's just yeah. such a, oh, it's no, such, it's, a, it's yeah. such a right turn where you're like, no, well, I'm sorry, yeah. what? You're nicking your well. Um, in order to fund the trek, we're now going to be shooting satellites into space. It's just, it's your one-two. It's your classic one-two. But we he, we build racetracks and we shoot the satellites. He's such a successful businessman that everyone's happy to meet with him because, right? So, sure, the companies he meets with give advice and support. He, so the U.S. had given twenty eight million a uh, dollar contract to a company to make missiles to put satellites and stuff in space, but the U.S. pulled out when it lo- it, it was like the company's like. The U.S. is like, this isn't going to happen. So they pulled out halfway through the contract. Okay. So Curtis goes and meets with that company, and they all, and ever at the company's like, yeah, we can do it. We just need another $17 million. So he goes and meets with NASA. <laughs> well, it's, uh, Dave, like most racetracks, it's taking a turn. <laughs> and they agree, NASA agrees to rent the Cape Canaveral launch pad to Curtis for a million dollars a launch. So wow. Curtis then really Curtis is like, now I need to raise twenty-five million. That's all that's all I need to do. That's and then, it. Yeah, I just gotta get twenty-five million and then I get Cape Canaveral. And then he's having lunch one day. And he takes a dollar bill out of his pocket to pay and he looks at it. 
and, and an idea s- strikes him. Oh, no. What about advertising on the dollar bill? Oh, my God. Hear me out. <laughs> Sorry, pal. The Illuminati's beat you. <laughs> so he's not... He's just, I mean, he's... <laughs> That's a great idea. It's a great idea. It really idea. is. I say, um, let me give him two Home Depots, and then we can get out of here. <laughs> so the white border around the bill, he's like, well, there's, that's doing nothing. It's just sitting there. Right there. That's advertising. It's right there. White. It's white. That's, that's where you put your jingle, baby. And he's like, would Ford, the Ford Motor Company, pay five cents a, a bill to have a coupon on the edge of the dollars? Like, why can't that be a I, thing? I, can't even fully picture what he's talking about anymore. <laughs> so he calls a friend who's a congressman. And the congressman is like, well, that would take an act of Congress. And also defacing the dollar bill is a misdemeanor. Uh-huh. Are there any hurdles is my question. <laughs> Curtis said, quote, I'm not talking about defacing the bill. I'm talking about helping the country. You think anybody cares that that little white border? It's a wasted space. You could liquidate the national debt in no time. He My has a Lord, point. He's ta- it's kind of funny to me that they're like, well, the dollar bill is sacred. You're like, how is it's money? How is you, Yeah, put coupons on there. It's a fucking dollar bill. Isn't it, isn't oh, well, it kind yeah. of crazy that, 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 well, hold on, there's limits to our money. What are you talking about? I Just, know. It's money. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's I mean, it's the same thing as when like someone in the government is just like, I'm I love God. And it's like, yes, but you do these. You're so biblical until it comes to your own existence when you are a corrupted piece of shit. But it's it's it still makes no sense. I'm still like, I can't even picture what he's taught. Like, I mean, I just can't imagine on money being like, how many times have you been sitting in a park thinking, you know, these damn mosquitoes? You're like, this is for off. Yeah, it's crazy. So it doesn't it doesn't happen, obviously. Um, really? He, he ended up he ended up spending 40,000 on his attempt to make money from space work, uh, but nothing came of it. And all this well, is so, going on. So close. All this is going on while this the Charlotte Speedway fiasco is happening. So he, he moves his he moves his family to Charlotte. But Anna's very depressed being away from all of her family. And she moves back to Virginia with the three kids. So they're living separately. Okay. When they do see each other, they fight a lot. Now, mm-hmm. tickets, I, I didn't tell you this, tickets are being sold to the first race oh. of the Speedway. This is on Memorial not Day. smart. Not smart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that creates a lot of pressure to finish on time. Oh, that's just, I mean, they're, they're, it's the Firefest racetrack. <laughs> Smith... Invites the public to come down to see how construction is going. And then he does it a couple months later. But that's in April. And right, it's a couple months before. And there's no grandstands. There's no garages. Mm -hmm. No paving has been done. It's pretty obvious to everyone coming to visit. Things are. That it's not. You know what? We we are not going to be one of your traditional (laughs) racetracks with garages and stands and cars. That's not the point of this racetrack. This racetrack is a little different. Uh, you're not going to see some of the traditional things that you're used to seeing at the racetrack. 
So just prepare yourself for a completely unique experience when you come and see a race here, which, again, you'll have to do from standing outside the fence, yeah, yeah, which no. we don't actually have yet. Yeah, there's going to be trees in the track and uh, boulders and we such. We really want the natural vibe of Earth to right. see these guys in the elements, driving into trees, driving through rocks, missing big, enormous concrete yeah. dynamited holes. Yeah, you it's going to be great. It's really fun, and we're really excited, and so are the drivers, who we've yet to employ, uh, because there might not even be drivers, which is so great. Right. We don't know about the drivers yet, That's and also you can just hang out in the trees, that's where... It's a very oh. natural. That's that's our grandstand. You just get up in a tree. We're mainly selling tree seats. They're treats and they're tree seats. Yeah, they're and treats. you mainly sit there. And um, yeah. So again, the drivers will be gophers. The trees will be seats, mm -hmm. and the track will be exploded a lot. So it's that's very it. close to done, and we're very excited. Very excited. It's very avant-garde. It's very avant-garde. We are really embracing the difference. We want people to come here and say, that was a unique experience. And we think they will. Yeah. Yeah, we just need some more gophers. And we have missiles. Anyway, enjoy yeah. the race. So, tickets have been sold. Advertising done. Mm -hmm. But everyone's like, this is not happening. So, they go to meet with Bill France. And he agrees that NASCAR will move the race date to June 19th. So it buys him, buys him like two and a half weeks or something. Right. Which is, I mean, again, I mean, that's plenty of time to finish yeah. the racetrack. France already thinks it's crazy to build the track. Remember, D Daytona took him five years planning all the way through mm -hmm. finishing. Yeah. So he's got another two and a half weeks, though. So that'll probably do it. They have construction going on 24 hours a day. There's, every company has three shifts of workers. But now no one is being paid on time. So the mm -hmm. contractors decide they're going to hold a meeting. All the contractors will get together. They'll hold a meeting, and then they'll come to some sort of agreement and stop work. Curtis finds out about the meeting, and he comes up with a plan. Quote. I'm going to kill the contract. Oh, go ahead. I knew this mafia guy in Memphis. Okay, good start. Great start. So great start. Great start. Good. Smart. Good. Get the mafia involved. This is how you know it's going right. <laughs> now You've been rebuffed by NASA, and then you turn to the mob. <laughs> the mafia guy has a book of fake cashier checks. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Curtis gets one. I mean, what? The, the, you really, it has to be such a strange mindset to be trapped in the prison that he's basically trapped in, which is that he's not going to win. He's not going to no. succeed, but he's so screwed on a day-to-day -day basis that he's merely just trying to get through the day. Because you would, like, that, right there, that, sh I mean, it would be a good come to Jesus to be like, <laughs> hey, look, this is screwed up real bad. <laughs> but instead, he's like, I'll just lie to him a little more, and then I'll lie to them again. But he's that kind of guy that has always gotten it done. Yeah, he you believes, know? right. So, yeah. So he gets a he gets a cashier's check from the mafia guy made out for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then he crashes the meeting of contractors and lawyers. He just barges in, and he shows them the check. "Quote, but I'm not going to pay you until you get all this work straightened out. You guys are screwing me." <laughs> so the lawyers all look at it and they confirm it's a real check because it is good lawyers. Yeah, workers return to work, but still there's no pay. And then the main contractor, right. Owen Flo, stops work, and he puts all his bulldozers down to block the pavers from paving the track. 
And he says, okay. I'm not going to move him until I get $75,000 in a mode. Welcome to the Tiananmen Raceway. <laughs> <laughs> so Curtis talks to his lawyer. And his lawyer says, quote, it's your property and it's being invaded. You have a right to protect it. So Curtis leaves that meeting and gets his brother, Smith, and two of his friends, and they roll up with guns. Okay, and sure. Owen's mm-hmm. out with the bulldozers, and he jumps out, they jump out of the car, quote, put him up, Owen, and they cock their oh rifles. My. What the? I mean, that is just a... Like, the lawyer's like, sorry, I should have uh, been very specific with you. Do not threaten them with firearms, <laughs> just so we're clear. The workers all put their hands up and... Pretty soon, the bulldozers are off, and the paving has started again. <laughs> How immediately you acquiesce? Yeah, no, of course. We'll start mixing the concrete right now. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was that uh, important to you. Then, sorry. The Speedway is finished on June 12th. Wow. And okay. Is it? <laughs> well, drivers come to practice, but chunks of asphalt are coming loose, and there are big holes in the track. So it's just not ready. It's not ready. Yeah, yeah. you just see Mario and Luigi. <laughs> it's like, this is not ready. Cruiser, we were reworking, repairing it that night. It's the, high, it's the highest purse ever offered, and it's a 600-mile racetrack. But the racers are all wondering if they can last that long and survive, you know, this track. And, oh, right. also, they don't have money to pay the purse. Okay, so, well, uh, it sounds like, again, I mean, it sounds like we're really not clearing up the flags. Um <laughs> And the NASCAR, and I, by the, I, as someone who does not watch race car yeah. driving NASCAR, I would absolutely watch an incomplete track <laughs> race. That to me would get me watching. Oh yeah. Um, so NASCAR rules say you have to have the money in an escrow account before the race, and they're seventy five thousand dollars short for the purse. So okay. Good news. Curtis has planned for this. Uh, more cashier's checks? So a few months before, he bought a small bank in Virginia. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> now, that bank, whatever, state rules, federal rules, whatever it was, was only allowed to loan $12,000 to any person. Okay. But-, but he goes and has the bank president write a check for 75000 So... Did he, did he buy a bank? I mean, is, so he's, <laughs> I mean, he bought a bank. He basically bought a bank that he could take advantage of. And yeah. since he's in charge and bought the bank, they're like, well, he's in charge. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, again, <laughs> it's a bold swing. It is a big <laughs> move. So, uh, so he, he gives the president a note saying he'll honor it to make it seem legalish. And he says, a sure. Monday morning, he's going to come with the gate money and deposit it. I mean, he's lying to his own bank. So the race happens. It's not that great because of all the, the track situations, but it goes off. Unfortunately, <laughs> they were expecting 70,000 people, but only 35,000 showed up. Okay. So the money covered the purse, but not any of the debt. Right, yeah. And yeah, they're just respecting the drivers. Everything else is still totally screwed. Yeah, and he, take, he takes right. the money and flies it, and so the check is covered for the purse. Sure. Um, that was still illegal, and I think they got in trouble. The bank got in trouble later, but 
Um, sure. Now, the Teamsters at this time are trying to unionize pro athletes. And he needs money, and he meets with Jimmy Hoffa's people, and they say... Always no. a good sign. Always, Always a, good sign. a good sign when you hear that you're meeting with the Hoffa group. And he and they say they'll invest 800000 in the track if Curtis will push for a driver's union. And the debt on the track is now $875,000. That's just a lot. Okay. I don't know if you know how money works, it's but a, it's a lot of... It's just... Well, look, like I always say, you're 12 banks away from being in the clear. <laughs> So somehow Curtis, he doesn't take up the Teamsters offer. He somehow gets a loan of 750000 from these New York Bank. But they, but when you get a big loan like that, they put board members on the board. Okay. So you lose a little bit of control, right? Yes. And uh, probably I would assume people who are like, can I see those figures? And you're like, <laughs> um, no. No. Okay. We don't need... We don't use, what do you call them, ledgers and bookkeeping. It's more of a, we just kind of run it. Like, I have a pile of money in the closet, and I'll go in there and be like, what, where are we what, at? What my associate is trying to say is that uh, we don't uh, subscribe to the usual way of doing business. Right. Uh, it's a fly-by-night. We, it's just a much more hodgepodge. It's like financial jazz. Yeah, yeah, we're never yeah. sure where it's going to go, but right. we know that we're going to find something along the way. Yeah, like have you ever heard the term, I know a mafia guy in Memphis? Like we work with what we have. We find ways to finagle things. Like um, like when we take people's pinky fingers. Yeah, like that. That's one of the things. Anyway, great to have you guys here. We can't show you anything. But we're going to take the money. I mean, you'd be bored. <laughs> That's, oh. You'd be bored members. You'd be bored board members. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. We're fun uh, like that. We do fun stuff. We say stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So after some time, profits are still not enough. And the bank wants to foreclose <laughs> and auction off the racetrack. Auction <laughs> All right, and here's a piece of broken asphalt. Uh, why don't we start the bidding at, I don't know, $8? What's happening here? But the bank says if Smith and Curtis resign, they won't foreclose. Okay. So he would still... So Seems they like a win-win. They wouldn't be on the board, but they would still be part owners, right? I think that's what that means. Seems, it seems great. Curtis... Even though it's all going to fall apart. I mean, I would say, to me, I'd be like, yes, great. Curtis refuses. He's like, I'm not doing that. Okay. And so the board votes to remove him as president. Okay. It's really clear that Smith voted to have him removed. Okay. So the the final Smith card is played, right? He has... Right. Merged and then taken over. He has clearly made a deal with the bank. I'll bet Curtis is glad he got into business with Smith. (laughs) And essentially everyone that he... All of his friends and everyone he had brought in had already left because of Smith. So he'd driven out everyone else that was, you know, with Perfect. Curtis at the beginning. So Perfect. Curtis is super depressed or whatever. He disappears for a couple of weeks. He's basically lost everything that he started with, right? Because he yeah. everything he put up for collateral and stuff, he has, he has nothing. A couple weeks later, the creditors say they're going to need 850000 in 60 days if the Speedway is going to go on. So <laughs> Curtis goes to the Teamsters. Okay. Wow. And a union for drivers, he listens to it, and he's like, this sounds like a good idea. Pension, death benefits, it's actually very, very helpful. 
to do. I'm sure he was like, yes, anything, yes, yes, it's perfect. Please, God, yes, I'll suck its dick, please, yes. Yeah. So he agrees to push for the union, and it's an easy sell. I mean, they, none of these guys have any sort of safety, any net at all. Like, they, they need a union. Right. They do need one. Yeah, yeah. And right. Fireball uh, Roberts and Buck Baker are the first racers who are in. Sure. And then, sure, of course, Fireball's in. Tim Flock comes in. So these are big names. And yeah, they, Fireball, Flock. Yeah, you guys, you know. I mean, you know. The classic, I have posters of two of them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they talk to other drivers and mechanics. There's a lot of positive responses. Everyone is jumping in. Curtis then calls up and tells Bill France. He says, I can, I can save the Speedway, and we can have a union too. And France just listens and says, okay, I'll have to think about it. Okay. Now, a few days later, France is in Charlotte. When the Teamsters announced they have signed up a majority of drivers. Mm-hmm. And there's a race plan that evening at a small track near there. And 23 drivers and some mechanics and car owners have a meeting with Bill France before the race. Okay. Now, Curtis and Tim Flock hear about it, and they go, but they listen through a window that they cracked open. Perfect. Just professional shit. The way you're supposed to do it. Absolutely. And... France speaks, and he reminds them that before NASCAR, the sport was in chaos and how much he's done for them all, and it wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for him. And he says, a union will destroy all this. Quote, make no mistake, before I have this union stuffed down my throat, I will plow up my, my 2.5 million track at Daytona and plant corn there instead. I will also tear up all the tracks I have an interest in in the state of North Carolina I won't be dictated to by a union. Well, Curtis was probably just like, I mean, they can drive around corn. We've, we've <laughs> done worse. They can drive around corn plant. Corn, corn, will, corn will fall right over. They'll drive right through it. Yeah, so this is a, this is a rich guy uh, having a shit yeah. fit. I mean. Right. Yes. Could NASCAR have a union? Of course it could. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he, he goes on to say, after this race tonight, anyone in the union will be barred from NASCAR. All right. Quote. Perfect. I will use a pistol to enforce it. I have a pistol, and I know how to use it, and I've used it before. So he's... By the way... He's threatening is, the lives but, of people... But that's talk... That is talk from someone who's never used a pistol. <laughs> I have a pistol. I've held a pistol. I've shot a pistol. And I know what a pistol is. They For make the a boom-boom noise, and things come out you, really fast. You pull back the metal PC, and you put your little finger through the whole slitty part, and then you go push-push or pull-pull, and then out shoots the projectile, and it makes a booming noise. And it's a gun. And I'm 100% it's a gun. So after he makes this threat to kill other humans for joining a union. <laughs> uh-huh. Curtis holds a union card through the window and yells out, quote, here's your application. And 10 men immediately walk over and sign their cards. Oh, wow. Because people okay. don't like to be... Well, th- I mean, that is... They're fucking NASCAR drivers. Yes. You're threatening them? like. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, to just be like, for France to just be like, the hell? Hi, I was at the window. Here is the contract. <laughs> It's just so, so crazy. After that, Curtis and France both go after each other in the press. 
Okay. Curtis says he'll get an injunction to stop NASCAR races if they bar racers. Now, obviously, France puts pressure on all the racers and everybody else. Um, Fireball Roberts caves first. uh, But he says, look, France can ruin my career. So he... I'm going to take the olive branch, but this is, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, right. It's pure fear. France says of Fireball, quote, France says Fireball, quote, will regard this move as the best thing he ever did for sports in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, my guess because is. This, I mean, there's nothing worse not than, the case. Than, the, than the sports unions. I mean, oh, oh what a terrible oh, thing yeah. that's been. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, well, uh, the truth is, uh, you always find ownership's always pretty honest. Uh, it's just the f- the fucking shit fit, and, and this isn't this is. But how does it? This how isn't does it, about how does it always? It, how does it always work? What? Well, <laughs> it's not about losing money. It's about rich people don't like being told what to do, and that's what unions are saying. Unions are saying, "Take care of my workers," and they don't want anyone to. T- it's a little boy shit fit. That's what they throw. They're throwing shit fits. I. Also, I, I Josh Olson recommended I watch the movie Blue Collar with uh, mm. Richard Pryor and Harvey mm-hmm. Keitel, and um, it's such a good movie. Yeah, but it's also it's just remarkable to like the way what the union. I mean, it it what the union does as far as the power structure, like the the heads of the company are like, hey, easy, easy, easy. No, nobody's suggesting you quit. Like they're yeah. just like so scared. They're like, have a bottle of whiskey. Let's relax. Let's re-, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like to actually have that. <laughs> yeah. I just seems so foreign to think of a time when like you know they'd be like, we're sorry, we're sorry. Yeah, I mean. The unions are basically saying you have to share, and um, and the rich guys are saying, yeah. no, I don't want to share. Um, yeah, and by any tactic possible, scaring you out of it. So at the, end of, at the end of all this, the fallout of the union thing is essentially everyone goes back. He France agrees to form a committee to handle drivers' concerns. More and more, uh-huh. more, and more renounce mm-hmm. the union. And in the end, only yeah. two drivers are banned from NASCAR. Well, that's Tim, quite a union. <laughs> Tim Flock and the, that's a marriage and the most popular racer in America, Curtis Turner. Oh wow! Okay, so I mean, obviously, I guess now Flock hasn't won in a while, so it's not that terrible for him. But Curtis is—he's the best, and he's the most popular fucking racer out there. So he starts going to he first thing he does, he goes to a smaller track, and they're like, "You're done. You're no, we can't let you in." So. He and Flock sue NASCAR for $200,000 each. Okay. And then Curtis finds out Congress passed a law two years before that forbid unions from lending money to anyone trying to organize a union on their behalf. So the Teamsters wow. played. <laughs> yeah. Hard, too. And the Charlotte Speedway is now a $900,000 of debt. Uh-huh. Perfect. That's great. That's, that's the goal, right? Yes. And in December, the Speedway is placed under Chapter 10 bankruptcy protection. Now, the trial happens for him suing France, and all these drivers testify. Uh, France testifies. One driver, I don't know how this happened, but he doesn't know he's not supposed to say what happened at that meeting, and he just comes out with all the horrible shit that France said at the meeting, (laughs) like that he would kill people. Uh. And... (laughs) Should probably talk to that guy before he gets on the stand, I guess. 
And a, a friend of Curtis's said to Fran, Fran, uh, Curtis, quote, he was embarrassed. He's never going to get over this as long as he lives. And Curtis just wants to race. Yeah. But the judge rules NASCAR can ban drivers. So besides the... Okay. But that's one of the things that's at issue, besides the money that he's suing for, but it's can NASCAR the do ability. this? And the, the right. judge rules that they can. And that was based on that previous decision where they let Bill... Bill France set all the rules, that court decision. Right. It's based on right. that. Yeah. Well, it's weird. It's weird how all that power is not okay. Yeah. So Curtis and Flock are the only two drivers who are blackballed. They're both 37. So We're going to race each other <laughs> so the to Ford- the bottom. A race to the bottom. <laughs> so the Ford Motor Co- Company has been working with uh, Curtis buying timber. I don't know why they need timber, but they're buying wood. They've been working with them sure. forever. Um and they the dang- new Ford Pine. <laughs> they, they dangle this new deal in front of him, a really big deal, and they say they'll drop the loss if he drops the lawsuit. So, right, they're clearly working with Bill France to make the negative publicity go right. away. And right. then Curtis is like, okay, well, this will be a good faith method- message to France, and I can probably get back into racing if I drop the lawsuit. So he drops the suit. Quote, I figured France would reinstate me right then. And? And then word comes that he is banned for life. Okie dokie. Can you pick a suit back up once you drop it? Or is that sort of, how does that work? Is, it, is there a five second rule or anything like that? Feels like you should probably. So Curtis has lost everything. I mean, yeah, right. He put all, he put all his money into this racetrack and it, it ends with him not being able to race. And the racetrack is in bankruptcy. It's just a disaster. And no so, lawsuit anymore. Yeah. yeah. But fans, he's, the favorite racer. So there is just overwhelming support and people write newspapers and we assume everyone assumes they're writing France. Everyone wants to see him race. Like it's right. It's just no one that doesn't. So he goes to Indianapolis to race in the 500, which is not part of NASCAR. Um, okay. I think it's the 500. It's one of those. It's the one with the, what are they? The, yeah. The one where they go, vroom, the, the, the cars vroom. that they race in Europe. The, um, I don't know. I don't care. The, uh, formula one. Yeah. Formula one. Um, He's so he has so little money he can't afford his own hotel room and he has to bunk with another guy. Wow! And then he crashes the car into a wall. Um, he just can't handle it like a stock car. But he moves to Indianapolis with Anna and the kids. He enters fourteen races in the USAC series, which is like a competitor to NASCAR but not as big. He wins right. twice, and then he announces he's going to build a one point five million dollar uh, one point one point five-mile track in Indiana, identical to Charlotte. Uh, is, is, is identical something that we should be tossing <laughs> around as far as... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like... Uh, maybe we try a different one, like a small track, a baby track. Um, the race is going to be held on the same day as the Daytona race. Oh, good Lord. It's just a fuck you Come to on. Fans, right? Yes, but it's also like such an easy opportunity to clearly lose. Yeah. But look, he's making he's making most of his money out of uh, from timber business. He's flying right. still. He's surveying the lands and trees. He's making tons of money again. Like it just he, immediately okay. goes back into that. He's just it's like his fallback. <laughs> oh, I can. What a, what, I was just gonna say, what a great fallback. I, to be like, I guess I'll just make a shitload of money the <laughs> other way. <laughs> uh, but then his closest friend, his closest NASCAR friend, driver Joe Weatherly, is killed in a crash. 
Mm. Curtis doesn't think he'll ever be allowed in a NASCAR again, no matter how much the fans demand it. And it is announced by the Charlotte Observer that he's going to retire. Now, Fireball Robert says he's also thinking about retiring, but then his car catches on fire. He's burned over 80% of his body and dies a little while later. So wow. now fans are like, make the car safer. Now, now we go back to the union thing, right? Yeah. Well, this is shit the union would have asked for to make the cars safer. <laughs> yeah. they, they, would have been, they would have been talking about this the whole time. So it didn't happen. People are dying. Fans are fucking mad about it. Drivers are angry. Drivers are saying they're going to quit. Like Richard Petty, who's like this new up-and-comer, he goes, I'm going to go drag race for six months. Like, it's... Ah, that's, that's petty. It's a fiasco for NASCAR, 1965. It's right. a disaster. The, the changes that France then tries to make to correct it, it sounds like baseball, yeah. is good for, <laughs> good for some and bad for others. It's like, it helps this person, it's bad for that person. It helps Ford, Chrysler is now boycotting. Like, it's a shit show. Right. It's, it's just this... You're trying to fix something way after when you should have. Right. No one's happy. Um, the Chrysler Hemi engine is banned, and Chrysler's like, we're not going to have anything to do with racing. Fans are staying home. L- far less people are coming out to races. Bill France goes to a race, and the entire crowd boos him. Okay. He's like, all right. So, By the way, get used to that. That's like every commissioner of sports from then on, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but Did I tell you, my friend, my friend used to see Bud Selig in Milwaukee, oh. and he saw him two times at traffic lights, and he honked his horn, and Bud Selig looked over, and he gave him, like, the aces symbol and, like, nodded his head sarcastically, and Bud Selig was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Have access to that moment. Sadly, okay, but sorry. Sadly, so, uh, baseball would be so much better off if Bud Selig was still in charge. Oh, my God. That's, what a crazy thing. Do you think you'd ever say that? Yeah, right. <laughs> But this, but look, this is this is uh, Francis come up in time. Like he he yeah. blew off the union, and this you, you're so you're not listening to your workers. You're not listening to the yeah. guys who are laboring, and now you've got yourself in a shit situation. Short term profit. So the other track owners meet with uh, the other big track owners meet with France, and they're like, "You got to bring back Curtis. Like that's the only thing that can save us now." Hmm. Um, and they, uh, France and the other owners end up screaming at each other at this meeting. Okay. There's also a new rival organization. Then did Curtis like dangle like a union contract in the window? Like, <laughs> hey, if you guys want to, maybe an ownership union. There's a new uh, rival to NASCAR that's starting, and they're going to use Curtis to attract the crowds, and it's working. Okay. Fans start lining up to see Curtis race. And so these owners are like, get your shit together. And after they have this big yelling match, they're just like, they just list all the shit that Francis fucked up. And he agrees to let Curtis back in. Okay. So Curtis is about to race when he gets the call. And he's like, and he just bails on the race. Curtis quote, I feel like a fellow who just got out of jail after a four year term. France says Curtis, so he's at that other racetrack, and then he's like, I'm not going to do it. I got a yeah. good one now. Francis Curtis will enjoy all the privileges of NASCAR, quote, as long as he's a good boy. Oh, fuck off. It's Are the, you kidding me? It's the same thing that Pullman said. Uh, this is how they think of. Yeah, right. This right. is how owners, yeah. they don't think of them as men applying a trade or doing whatever. They, they think of them as their children. The term owners probably isn't helpful. Yeah. Curtis is fine with it as long as he can race. 
drivers, owners, and other think he's now over the hill. I mean, so much has actually changed in four years. There's a new group of young racers. Like, it's all a different thing. It's weird, though, to me, because it feels like racing is one of those... I mean, since you're... And I... I do think that it's not easy to drive like a race car. I know there's like, you know, people are like, they're not athletes. It's different, you know, but oh, they're, they, they're athletes. But I, I would, I would imagine it's hard to lose a step. I mean, unless you're like, the older you get, you're just doing shit like leaving your turn signal on, like, well, the, you know, regular old people on the road. There was stuff like, you know, when he, when he left, he had grudges with other racers that would carry over race to race and, Right, like one of the first races that he he got into a, got into with the guy on the track, and the and afterwards he's like, "Oh, you want to take me down because I used to be the best." And he goes, "Like, dude, I have no idea who you are." Like, it's well, that's a really insulting <laughs> retort you had because seriously, are you serious? Because if that is, that's really hard and depressing to hear right now. <laughs> and then I would also assume, I don't know a lot about racing, but just in anything. There's little things that change. There's little moves that happen. There's little things people yeah. come up with. And so four years yeah. might be a really long time. Yeah. I mean, people are like, it's I mean, changed it is so much. For sure, yeah. Especially in the yeah, early yeah. days, you know? So uh, people won't give him cars. Uh, Richard Petty isn't racing, so his dad lets... Uh, Richard Petty's dad lets Curtis drive the car. He crashes it in the first race, and people are like, yeah, cool. see? Um, but then... In the final race in 1965, the North, at the North Carolina Speedway in Rockingham, he wins. And okay. the crowd goes apeshit, like, you know, the king is back. Right. In NASCAR, uh, sorry, in 1968, Curtis Turner was the first NASCAR driver to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, wow. So his life's kind of back, right? And he's got his money. And, sure. And now, yeah. But and. I, I don't Poor know. Anne. I, I mean, I, I definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How she's to just twisting this. in the wind for this whole story. I don't know how to explain this, but when their oldest daughter graduates, she has some sort of breakdown. I, I don't want to go into it because I don't feel like anybody back then wrote it well. But she's just kind right. of gone. Like she's just like sitting in a window staring. Broken. Like it's it's oh wow, it's a breakdown of some sort. Wow. Um, so he's, he's still married to her, but she's not really there. And he ends up, uh, meeting a 20 year old bank teller. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, good Lord. I'm gonna buy this bank. I just, it, it's also like, even, even if I'm single, like, I just can't imagine falling in love with a 20 year old <laughs> when you're old. Oh, it, yes. What are you There's talking certain, about? You, I mean, yeah. Uh, you got to raise, yeah, you, you raise, yeah, I mean, you have to, yeah, it gets, it's impossible. Yeah. It's like a different, I mean, I may as well like date a giraffe. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So you're able to get those leaves that are up top because the neck enables you to, that's fascinating. I never actually even thought about uh, something like that. No, my neck is actually standard size uh, for my body. It's fully proportional. So um, you do not need to. Uh, worry about that in any way with me. Um, how old are you? You're over 20. Okay, thank oh, God. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Sorry, You're sometimes I slip into my man voice, but yes. Well, it's all right. It's fine. Um, so he starts divorce proceedings against Anne and then marries this girl. Who's I like that he's like, uh, I can't take this. <laughs> he, he marries this girl, Bunny. Her name's Bunny. 
Okay, so perfect. So he's right. Perfect. <laughs> no problem there. Uh, on October Bunny f- the banker. On October 4th, 1970, he is in a race at Charlotte, and his engine blows. Um, he then, before the race is even over, he goes uh, to his plane, and he gets in it. The plane is behind the racetrack. There's a, uh, a runway there, and he takes off. Okay. Flies over the stands, tips his wing. The announcer says over the PA, quote, Curtis just went home, and everyone cheers. Um, then he's flying home to Roanoke, but he doesn't make it. The plane crashes in Pennsylvania. Oh, and shit. that's the end of Curtis Turner. He had run around. Oh, wow. He had won around 365 races in his career. Uh, Bunny was pregnant with their first child when he died. Ugh. But look, he was the guy who tried to unionize NASCAR. Um, <laughs> really, it's a it's a fascinating story. Like he's yeah the best athlete at the time. He tries to unionize, even though he may have had. Well, he definitely did have ulterior motives, but. He still he still thought, well, this is a good deal for racers. This is a good deal for drivers and mechanics to have security. And then, look, yeah. the guy didn't listen to him. The guy barred him, and then that guy had it blow up in his face because he needed to listen to the drivers, and he wasn't. Uh, the main source for this is Full Throttle, The Life and Fast Times of NASCAR legend Curtis Turner by Robert Edelstein. Yeah, it, it it is just shocking. I mean, I don't know. It's I'm like the, we're living through the version now of not having unions, and it's not yeah. going well. No, I know it isn't. I mean, everyone. I think people listen to this podcast are pro union, and you can you can just look at the the state of inequality in the state of the country, and it tracks exactly with the lack of union membership. Over Wouldn't the years. that be a better title for the country, the United States of Inequality? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.